going to be released at this time. And from 4 to 10 at the moment. Yeah. 4 to 10 years old. Everyone, don't forget, if you're going in the youth room today, come back in here if you're going to compete in the Talent Expo. We need to have a meeting today. If you don't come to the meeting today, you won't be able to be in the Talent Expo. So it's very important. Last week, I spoke to you a little bit about hunger for the power and presence of God. Everybody remember that? Yeah. Everybody remember that? Did you fly in with your life this week? Right. Yeah. Take time. I, we, we talked a little bit about take time to listen and hear. Listen to hear and respond without hesitation. Because like we talked about earlier, if you hesitate about it, if I stutter just a second before I do it, guess what? I'm going to think about it. When I feel that voice inside of me tell me something, that inner witness, I better step out and do it right at the time. Right immediately when he says it, do it. Because if I think about it, if I compare it to what it's going to cost me or, or, or rationalize it, I may not step out into it. Yeah. And the present, the Spirit of God always leads us in the plus, right? He never leads us in the minus. So if I take the time to rationalize it and I don't follow the leading that he gives me, where does that put me towards? Put me toward the minus. It could put me in harm's way. It could cause me my life. I would not follow that leading. He may be doing something to save me from something. If you learn to follow the Spirit, He will make you in whatever realm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. The revelation I got from God this week. If I learn to follow Him in all things, He'll make me. He'll make me in whatever realm it is, whether it's the spiritual realm, whether it's the mental realm, whether it's the financial realm. Yes. Whatever realm it is, He will make me. Last week we were in John uh, 6. I want to just go over one verse that we covered last week and rehash that just a little bit. Because this is the continuation of last week's sermon. Um, it says, 6.13, How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. What is the truth? The truth is the word, right? The truth is the word of God, so he leads me into all truth. If I follow his leading, he will make me as sound as the word. Is that what this is saying here? The word is sound, right? If I'm following the inward witness, that witness is just as sound as the word. Does that make sense to you? It goes on to say, For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will shew you things to come. Because he's not speaking, who's the word of God from? It's from God, right? He's not speaking on his own behalf, though. He's speaking what God says for him to speak to us. Does that make sense? So that's how we're going to be as sound as the word is. The word is in general terms. The word's in general terms. It's written to everyone. The word of God is. It applies to us, too. I'm not saying it doesn't apply to us. But the spirit is more specific to my every situation. He's more specific to the situation that I'm in. Now, everything that he tells me, if I think I hear something from my inward witness, but I'm confused about it, he's not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Right. If I compare what he says to me to the word, it has to, they have to jive together. They have to go together. They have to parallel. It says that he's going to do that. He's going to lead me in the truth. He's going to lead me according to the word of God. I never thought I'd say the word jive from the pulpit. It's not even a word I use in everyday life, but there you have it. It's got to be parallel with the word. It's got to go along with it, hand in hand with it. Um, this brings me to my main text this week. Romans 8, 14 through 17 is where we'll be at. Give you a second to turn there. 814 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit. You might say, with what we just read in 613, 
Okay, preacher, well, how do I get there? How do I do that? This is what this week is about, how we follow the lead of the Spirit, how we hear from Him. Now, I'm not saying I know every way that God speaks to us, because I don't, and, and God can do whatever He wants to. He's God. He's God, however. But it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God is always leading us. This is the promise of God. Yeah. It says he's going to lead. It says right here in His Word, He's going to lead me by His Spirit. How does He do that? God is always leading us. Sometimes I, I catch myself asking, God, would you please lead me? Would you please show me how to do this? When it's not God's fault that I don't know how to do these things anyway, it's my fault. It's my fault because God is always showing me. He's always leading me. It says right here in His Word, He does. It's my fault because a lot of times I don't get quiet. I don't shut my mouth and turn my brain down and listen to him. That's where the confusion comes from in the thing. I should be asking God to help me to follow him instead of asking him to do what he's already doing. Yeah. That'd be like if my son came to me and said, Dad, would, would you be my dad today? Because that, that doesn't really make sense. I was his dad all along. I was already doing the things I was doing. Now, maybe he wasn't paying attention to those things, but I was already doing those things. It's the same thing we're doing when we go to God and say, Dad, would you please leave me today? Father, would you lead me? Instead, maybe I should be praying to him. This is what he spoke to me this week. Instead, maybe I should be coming to him and saying, Daddy, would you please help me to follow you? Yeah. Show me how to follow you better. Yeah. Sometimes I need, to, I need to quiet my mind so I can hear him. Right. Yeah. And we talked about fasting and stuff a little bit. That's part of the training of the Spirit. We're going to get into that a little bit more here a little later. Whatever I hear from my Spirit, though, God's always leading me. But the devil can duplicate a lot of things. He can duplicate a lot of things, and he can trick us up. He can cause confusion with us. Whatever I hear from God, or in a prophecy, if I had the prophet, the greatest prophet that ever lived, if Moses walked up here and told me something, if it didn't bear witness, or, or Isaiah say, if they walked up and said something to me, if it didn't bear witness with my inner, with my inner witness, I, I don't accept that thing. My, my pastor always says you can listen to whatever you want, not that you can go out and listen to worldly things, but you listen to whatever you want to listen to. Listen to the sermon or whatever, listen to the prophecy if someone gives it to you. But it's like eating a watermelon. You eat the good part, and whatever doesn't bear witness with your inner witness, you spit that part out. Does that make sense to you all? Mm -hmm. So it has to bear witness with our inner witness. I mean, with our inner witness, the Holy Ghost speaks to us. It says uh, the Spirit leads us. The Spirit always leads. He never drives. That makes sense. He doesn't pressure us into things. If we're feeling pressure to get into something, that's fear. That's from that's from the devil. That's not from God. The Spirit always leads, and He's a gentleman. He leads us into things if we'll follow Him. We have to have the mindset that we're going to follow Him. That we're going to have to step out immediately when that inner witness says something to us. Yes, Amen. <clears throat> I have more notes than I've ever had today. I've never preached with two and a half pages of notes. You have to bear with me a little bit. Uh, sometimes we'll hear a voice, a dream, a prophecy, a vision, feelings. All of those are more dramatic than the Spirit, right? And people like to say, I heard this, God, God verbally told me this. Or I had, I had a prophet, he prophesied over me. People like to talk about those things because they're more dramatic. But they are not more important than your inward, than your inward leading. Yeah. We have to follow our inward leading all the time in everything that we do. Now sometimes he may not tell us. Sometimes we may be listening to him, you know, we may be asking him something simple or something that we have knowledge of, and he may not speak to us on everything that we do, right? You saints realize this already? Sometimes if we have head knowledge of it, he'll let us operate in our head knowledge. Amen. But he will speak to us when our head knowledge is inadequate or incorrect. 
Or if there's something out there that's beyond our realm that we don't see, something that's going to hurt us, maybe. Something we're going to get into that's going to cause us something bad to happen. He'll speak to us. Now, if I already know how to do this thing, if I already knew how to change the tire on the trailer this morning, and I was out there doing it my own way, and I was mad about it, so the praise of God this morning, and the Spirit told me to get off the road, and I didn't do that, and I continued taking the lug nuts off the tire like I wanted to do. I didn't do this, but I'm just using this for an example today. If this would have happened this way, then God may not send another car to, to stop the truck that's coming to hit me. You know, he may not send another warning if I don't listen to this witness. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So it's important that we do this immediately when he speaks to us. It has to bear witness for their inner witness, no matter which one of these things that are. A voice, a dream, a prophecy, a vision, a feeling, none of them are more important. You get that? Are you taking notes on this this morning, church? This is a powerful, powerful thing. If we get this down into us and learn to listen to the Spirit, the spirit guess what? We're going to see some power of God come alive around us. Things are going to happen. This is where people get healed out. This is what happened in Acts, right? In Acts, they got in, in line with the Spirit. They started listening to the Spirit. When he spoke to them, they listened. They responded. They did what he said to do. And what happened in Acts? Great things happened. People were healed. There were people that they bring people out on the road hoping that they would get into Peter's shadow so they'd be healed. There were miracles. There were 3,000 saved at one time. Why don't we see this today? It, God wants this to happen. We talked about that last week. He says the, the latter days are greater than the former days, right? Didn't he say this? The latter house is greater than the former house. Read one here in 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby cry, Abba, Father. He's our dad. Amen. The spirit itself breathes witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's what I'm talking about, the inward witness. Our spirit's down inside of us. You see, the devil can duplicate a voice, a dream, a prophecy, a vision, a feeling. He can duplicate all those things. But since I got saved from the day I was saved, I'm talking about a brand new baby Christian. Five minutes after you're saved, you can do this. It's not something that takes you 20 minutes to do. Now, you're going to get better with this time goes by. You may need something a little louder to listen to it first to start with. But the more you follow the spirit... Guess what? You're going to need less and less subtle things to follow him. You'll know, hey, that's his voice. That's my dad's voice. I'm going to do that. So the devil can't duplicate that inner witness. Because the day I got saved, the Spirit of God moved into me. Yeah. I was spiritually dead before that day, right? You get yeah. this? Yeah. Yes. But the Spirit of God moved into me on that day. Amen. I should get a big loud yell right there. The Spirit of God moved into you Amen. the day you got saved. The devil cannot stand in the, in the presence of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Right. That's why the inner, the inner witness cannot be duplicated. This is the most important thing we should be listening to as Christians. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. That should get a big hallelujah right there, too. You're an heir of God. What, do you, what, what belongs to you? Everything. Every promise in this book belongs to you. If you've been saved, that spirit moved into you, every promise in this book right here belongs to you. You know there's over 3,000 promises in this book? And they belong to you. Yeah, and they belong to you. They belong to each and every one of us. That's right. But he's not going to go out and slap me and make me take them. Right. He's not going to do that because he's a gentleman. He leads. He does the pressure. You follow me here? Yeah. And the joint and joint heirs with, with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Do you remember back in 13, we just read in 613? Christ didn't do anything without the leading of, of God, without God telling him to first. 
Christ didn't go down to Samaria and talk to that woman at the well until God told him to go do that. He said it himself. Christ said that. He didn't do anything. Do you notice that the Holy Ghost doesn't do anything without God telling him to do it? He doesn't say anything to you, to your spirit, without God telling him to do it. How should we be acting? If there are examples, I shouldn't be doing anything. You shouldn't be doing anything without that inward witness. Now, if we have head knowledge and it's something simple, maybe we can step out that it's all right. But if that inward witness leads us to do something, we have to be listening to this. We all say that we want to see the power. We want to see the things that happen and acts happen in our church, right, around our town. You ask for prayer for the city tonight. How do you think it's going to happen? Jesus already did his work. It says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. When I get off work at the end of the day, I go home and I sit down. It's not because I'm going to work some more. It's because I'm done. I'm done. He gave us the authority through this. We're always praying and we're asking God to do this and that and, and the other thing for us. And that's good. We're supposed to pray to God. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's bad at all. But some things, we have the authority. All things we have the authority. And actually, Luke 10, 19 says, he gave authority over everything on earth, right? Adam lost it. The devil took it from him. Didn't take it from him, but he saved him and tricked him into giving it up to him. Amen. This right, saints? <laughs> yeah. And then the Satan ruled on earth that whole time. In the Old Testament, they didn't have the Spirit living inside of them because they had sin around them. They had, they had sin on them. They're spiritually dead. Not until Jesus Christ came and died on a cross, went down to hell, took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, took the authority back, and he handed it to me in Luke 10, 19. Yeah. And he handed it to you. Yeah. And in 20, you may say that's Old Testament, but in 20, it, or that's New Testament there, but in 20 it says... Not rejoicing in this, that the spirits are subject unto you. You think the devil is not subject unto you? Jesus Christ said he was. Jesus Christ himself said he was. But rejoice not in that, but that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Yes, amen. We talked about fasting, prayer, and the word, reading the word. They'll make you more sensitive, and they'll help you know what belongs to you. The promises that belong to you. Right? Are you following me here? Yeah. Am I making sense to you? It's critical for you to follow his lead. It's absolutely critical that we follow his lead. Not just you. I'm not preaching to you. I'm not standing on the box today. He spoke to me in this first. He got on me about this. He's been on me about this. (laughs) He just won't let me go with this. So I have to bring what he gives me to you. It's critical for you to follow his lead. He always leads us into the plus. He never leads us in the promise. If we follow the Spirit, He's going to lead us into more, more prosperity, more health. You get this? You could be rich. I'm not talking about filthy rich with millions. You could do that too. God could give you that. But rich, I'm talking about is always having surplus of what you need. Matthew 6 talks about it. He talks about all your food, your your water, your clothing, all those things. Don't worry about any of those things. What's Matthew 6.33 say? Y'all don't know what 6.33 says? It says, don't worry about all these things that I'm talking about before this, but seek ye first. But there says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. Isn't that rich? If you don't have to worry about anything, everything you want every day, you walk over and pick it up. That's rich to me. I don't need to have a jet, but as long as I have everything I need, I'm I'm well provided for. That's what God's promised us here today. And this belongs to you. Come on now, you all ought to be getting excited by now. This belongs to you. God says it belongs to you. He's promising it to you. But you have to follow this inward leading. Yeah. Yeah. 
You all see, are you serious about this? Yes. Yes. Are you coming expecting this today? Do you want this to happen? Yes. 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 Do we really believe it? Yes. Yes. Do we really believe these things can happen? Because it's one thing to say it out of my mouth, yeah, it can happen. But then I go out and live defeated again. You see that? That's easy to do. We have to live this thing every day, though, and we have to walk it down every day. Following this inward witness. No matter what it looks like, when I was driving down the road and I could see the tire smoking, I'm still thinking, God is good. God is good all the time. And y'all don't want me to sing it again because I'm not a good singer. This is the attitude we have to have. Right? Yeah. God is with me all the time. His promises belong to me. He's my dad. It says I'm an heir with Christ. That's right. And Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. That's right. It's critical to follow his lead, but it's going to require your faith. That's right. Yeah. It's going to require your faith. Amen. Your faith, or lack thereof, is why God might send one person to the doctor if you follow your inward leading. You may have, there may be two people with the same thing wrong with them. God tells one of them, you go to the doctor. God tells one of them, you pray and, and you, you uh, say my promises over your life. I'm going to heal you. You need to go to the doctor because your faith isn't strong enough yet. You see, we have to practice these in small things. We have to practice following his leading in small things. When you go to the store, ask him, what loaf of bread am I supposed to buy? Don't check it with your mind. Sometimes when that, that inward feeling, when you feel it, it just feels right. Yeah. It just seems right. Now you may ask me, Pastor, why does that seem right? I may not be able to articulate it to you. I may not be able to tell you why it seems right to me, but it just seems right. I just know it's right. I know it in my spirit. I feel it in my spirit. This is what I'm supposed to do. And if I take the time to try to explain it to you because you asked me about it, I may not step out on that thing. I may not step out on that inward leading. Is that making sense to you? Yeah. So don't doubt the Spirit of God. When He tells you something, you do it immediately. It needs to become a, re- a reflex for us to, to do what the Spirit of God tells us to do. Church, I'm not trying to stomp on any toes today. This is God spoke to me in this, and I want to see the power of God move. Yeah. I long to see the power of God move. I, that's why I'm here. If I didn't believe what's in this book, and I didn't believe what it says, and I didn't believe this power of God would move, I've seen things already. I know he'll move. Yeah. But I want to see it become a commonplace, everyday thing around here. Yeah. So we know when everyone comes in contact with us, knows. Because there's just something different about those folks over there. Amen. Yeah. They may seem a little weird, a little off the wall, but there's something going down at that church over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like anything I've seen at church before. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you feel the spirit of God in that? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm growing hair right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to practice these in the small things, though, to be able to do them in the large things, don't we? Yes, we do. Because you can't jump onto a, a Harley Davidson ride down the road if you don't know how to ride a bicycle. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. So we have to practice these in the small things. In, in John 14, 12, Jesus says, Greater things will they do because I go unto my Father. You see, there's authority through the Spirit there. There was authority through the Spirit. When God spoke and He spoke this world into existence, who did the actual work? The Spirit of God. The power of God lives inside of me. That power lives right here inside of me. Do you understand that? There's power of life and death in my tongue. Since I have that Holy Ghost and fire living inside of me, when I speak things, they coincide with this book. When I speak things that go along with these promises, they come into play. They happen. They manifest themselves. Do you understand that? It's not just me. We're all the same. Not because God called me to put me up here in a suit and make me a pastor. I'm the same as you are. I'm just a man. We all have that same authority, that same power. Where's it at? 
It's right here, but we need to be using it. We need to be stepping out of these things. Greater things will we do than Jesus does. That's because there's more of us. There was one of him, but there's more of us. There's authority through that spirit. My words are like the little clicker on my garage door opener. But the Holy Ghost and fire is like that motor inside that actually does the work. He actually moves the door. Jesus gave me this authority, and I intend on using it. And I would hope that some of you all, I pray that some of you all, are intent on this, and you're serious about this, and you really believe this, and you'll buy in on this, and this happens. Because I I can't do it. It says one sets a thousand to flee, doesn't it? Yeah. And two sets ten thousand. So here sets thirty of us. How much power is in that? If we all get in one mind, not if, when we all get in one mind and one accord, yeah. how much power is in that? When we all understand, good God is about When we all understand what He's promised us, and then we all live in that. We all live in that victory. And we all call down those promises of God to manifest in our lives every day. We talked about this last week. Now, Sister Tanya, when you go home and you do this at your house, and Jenny does it at her house, and Stephen does it at his house, and I do it at my house, and we're living in victory, and we're living in God's glory at our houses, then when we're a body, when this body comes back together, oh, look out. Look yeah. out, Excelsior Springs, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Look out, surrounding areas of the county, what's going to happen here? But we have to all live it together. We have to be in one mind and one accord, just like where they, are, they were in the upper room. <clears throat> John 16, 7, you don't have to turn there. The comforter comes because he went, Jesus, went to our Father. He sat there. We're with him, heirs to him, but he's sitting there talking to Dad, saying, Dad, intercessory prayer for us. So when we speak something, he's talking to the Dad about it for us. He's talking to our Dad, my Father, about it for me. When I speak these promises of God, people, we got to get in this book. Yeah. We have to get in this book. We have to learn these promises of God. We have to learn how to use these things. This is more real than the, than the physical things you see. This is more real than the snow out there today. God spoke this world into existence using words. Word. This is more real than anything you see in the natural realm. The spiritual realm is more real. Amen. We have to learn to be more spiritual and live in that yeah, realm. That's, right. that's what the fast was all about that we did a few weeks back. That is not to make God do something. Yeah. It's not to, not to hold my breath until God does something for me. It's not about that. No. It is about quieting my spirit, yeah. quieting my mind, and listening to my Father. That's what it's about. And coming more in tune with Him. Ephesians 1.21 says, Christ is at the right hand of God, far above everything with a name. It says, I have the authority over everything with a name and everything without a name. Everything even in the world to come, I have authority over it. Christ is the head of the church, right? Amen. You may say, how do you get out of that, preacher? Christ is the head, yes. and we're the body. Yes. Not this building, but all of us sitting here, we're all the body. Yeah. Amen. Now, how do you know that? How many of you know that I can't leave my head sitting here and go to the restroom? Yeah. Spiritually, we're seated at the right hand of the Father with Jesus. He's talking an intercessory prayer for us all the time. We have authority over everything on this earth. When are we going to live in it? Are you all ready to do this? Yeah. Take yes. the bull by the horns, so to say, yes. and and live in the power that was in Acts. Amen. There was power that happened in Acts. It says you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Three thousand were saved in one service. There were miracles. Everyone marveled at the miracles they had. They had greater revelation of the Word of God. Are you all ready for this today? Yeah. Are you ready for this today? Are you ready to live in this? Ready to live in God's promises? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Is anyone ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost today? I 
feel him here, and I feel him here strong. Yeah. Anyone need that or healing? Come on down. Can I get some saints to pray with me, please? Anyone who feels, this is biblical, first off, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of new people here. You might be freaked out by this a little bit, but you're already feeling your seat, I know. You've already felt the spirit back here in your seats. It's just stronger when you get it, when you know it. The Bible says, they'll bring the sick in front of the church, anoint them with oil, and they shall be healed. You believe that, brother? Yeah. Andy, can I get some music pretty loud? Anyone who needs a healing or who needs a, a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost, you know, sometimes as older saints, we get filled one time. We've got me shaking under his power right now. We get filled one time and we think we're good, though, right? We need to be continually refilled. The disciples were refilled more than once. This is the book of Acts.
always in trouble. This is the time. This is the time to step out. If you want prayer or if you want to be filled with the Spirit, step out now. Uh, he said he told him that uh, 
have God before you, no other God before you. He used the Old Testament. Again, Old Testament. These were all, all these quotes he used were out of the first five books of the Bible, the books Moses wrote. The Old Covenant. You getting this? The Old Testament. The next time he came to him and he said, cast yourself down off this temple here. You won't even touch your foot on the rock. God will send the angels to heal you. Or he'll send the angels to save you, to grab you and save you. And he said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. All five, or all those were out of the first five books of the Bible. Are you getting this? Old Covenant. Yes. Old covenant, old deal, old contract. Yes. You, you have a better deal than that. Yeah. Yes. Jesus Amen. came and died on the cross for you Amen. so that you can be redeemed, completely forgiven. Thank we have yes. the Holy Ghost and fire living inside of us. Yes. You need to get this down inside of you. You have the Holy Ghost and fire living inside of you. An inward witness. Better than a garment. I just want to say that the Holy Ghost, it was just like so powerful. It was just like... All of his energy, all of your energy was just all coming over me. And I just, I can't even stand anymore. It's just like, I mean, once the Holy Ghost comes over you, it's like you're just like scared. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just feel my mind getting clearer and clearer. Yeah. I mean, the clarity that I have right now is better than I've had in many months. Just testify that these people that are, are asking for prayer for their back, I fell 22 feet out of a tree three years ago and broke my back, and from that day to this, I've never suffered an ounce of pain from it. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. You want to tell what God did for you? Yes, you know, God's been working on me for a few months to come to this church. And I'm going to tell you, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, when he speaks to you, as he brother said a while ago, step out in faith. Yeah. Amen. Don't, don't lay there. Don't That's sit right. back. Because I'm going to tell you, every Sunday, the devil yes. had a reason for me not to come. Yeah. And every Sunday, God would put something a little harder on me and say, Kenny, you're going to go. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. I, and every Sunday, something would happen. I'd be sick. My wife's laying in bed right now sick. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I could be in that bed today, but... God gave me the power to get up and go today because yeah. I'm tired of Satan. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Get rid of the hardness in your heart. Amen. You know, something that we don't think about. A lot of us have none forgiveness in our heart. We hold things against people. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. that are done to us. Yeah. And you know, you say, I forgave them for what they did. Mm-hmm. I forgave them. But you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, when I forgave you, I forgave you, and I forgot it. It's yeah. like the snow. When it melts away, it's gone, and it's never going to come back. Hallelujah. This snow Amen. here will never come back. No. Amen. Same as your sins. Amen. But if you hold that hardness in your heart, that snow will stay there until yeah. you forgive that person for what they did to you. I don't care what it is. That's right. Amen. I don't care how bad it was. Yeah. You forgive. God will give you the ability to forgive yes, them. He will. He'll give you his love. His love's greater than anything. Amen. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Greater than your hurt inside. Amen. I'm just glad I'm here. Yes. Right. Well, I'm glad I'm here. Body feeling, my body's feeling good. But <laughs> I tell you, because of what I was doing, my body was getting worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. He's moving a little better than he was when he came up here. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> it. You know, I, was, I went to this Thank church. You know, the brother King 
passed away on the way, and they prayed for me, and I was prophesied over, and I was healed. Praise the Lord. And it stayed good. I'm still healed. Yes. They want to operate on my back. They say, i got to have an operation. They want to put bars in my back and whoop my spine. And I said, no, because God's going to keep it like it is, and it, it, he hid it from me. I don't have the pain in my back. Praise God. Amen. But it was in my feet. And give God the glory for all Amen. those things he does. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ, and I'm going to walk in it. Yes. As that brother said, as long as you believe and keep the faith and don't doubt your word, what God said to you, and go with it, you will survive it and win it. Yes. I don't care yeah. who it is. I know. Does anyone, anyone today here need prayer still? Anyone need to make something right between them and God? Come to the altars, please. We'll send someone in to pray with you. If that's you, come on down. I, I sense in my spirit that someone needs to make something right with God today. Maybe it's Amen. unforgiveness. Like my brother just spoke of. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Yes. You have something. You have odd against your brother. The Bible says if you can't even bring a sacrifice to God, if you have odd against your brother, he says lay it down at the altar, go back and make it right with your brother, and then come back. And then come back and give your and make your sacrifice. Yeah. You know the Lord. Maybe there's forgiveness and unforgiveness in your life that you need to get get out of the way. Maybe it's in our families. Praise God. Is it in your family? When the Lord told me to forgive you, and I said I forgave you, God said you wipe that slate clean, and you forgive him. What? And I said, Lord, I forgive you, and I'm not going to continue. Well, I kept on walking with him in me. I said it's on the outside. Like brother was preaching a while ago about on the outside, we do a lot of things, but not on the inside. And then God spoke to my heart and said, Kenny, Lord God, in the you did forgiven him because as long as it's in the inside bugging you and bothering you, you have not forgiven what you what was done. Clean the outside of the cup, but not the inside right. of the cup. Right, and so I had to say, Father, I forgive him all the way. I wipe it clean. His slate is clean. As you wipe my slate clean, his slate is clean. And Jesus spoke to my heart and said, Thank you. What You're set free, and I thank God for that. Thank you, brother. Is there anyone that needs to make something right today with your family? Come down and ask for that love of God to come over this. You have to have God's love sometimes. I had an unforgiveness problem in my life a while back. It was over a physical object, but it was with someone in my family. And I had unforgiveness that went on for years. It went on for years, I'm telling you. And sometimes it does this inside of our family. And I couldn't find in myself a way to overcome that. I couldn't overcome myself. I had to come to God and ask Him. How do I do it, Dad? I know I have to do it, but I don't have it in me. Amen. How do I do it? It's hard to and do I had to ask him, and he gave it to me. It's hard to do when you're the one that's right. Yeah, and God it's still gave hard it. to do. God gave it, but we still have to forgive. Yes. Is yeah. it worth is it worth going to heaven over? Is it worth my salvation? Whatever it is, is it worth my salvation? If we could, let's just close in prayer today. Daddy, we thank you for these people who are out here today. Lord, we thank you for your infallible word, Father God. Daddy, I pray, Father God, I pray if they never hear me say another thing, Father God, that they would hear this one, Father God, and learn to follow our inward witness, Daddy. Learn to follow you, Father God. Everything that you say to us, Father God. I'm speaking to myself too, Father. Everything that we do, Daddy, let it be on your will, Lord, in your timing, Father God. Teach us to use your words. In our behalf, Father God, teach us to use 
your words, Father God, to minister to others, Lord, to see great things happen, to see the kind of things happen that happen in Acts, Father God. We're looking for these things here in this church, Daddy. We're counting on you today, Father God, for this, Dad. I praise your mighty name, Father God. Please lift up each and every person who was here today, Father God. Minister to them, Lord. Minister to them all week long, Father. Show them who you are, Dad. Remind us constantly that you're the one true living God. Now, I know when we go out of here, the devil's going to attack. This is not the kind of thing he wants us to hear. He's already been attacking today, Dad. We have authority over him, and we have him under our feet because of you, Lord. And I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And I pray that you would remind this to everyone in here, Lord, and keep this fresh in their mind, Lord, that they have the authority, Lord. They have the power, Lord. To get in your word and use it today, Dad. In Jesus' name I pray this, Lord. Amen. Amen. We have, uh, this Thursday night will be our men's and ladies meeting at 7.30 here. Oh, man. It's been a minute since I've been knocked down with the Holy Ghost. I feel like I got a drunken church. Can't believe it. Oh, about that. Yeah. Oh. Hey, anyone who has a child for the expo, would you please stay after just a little bit? Come to the front of the church. Let me go get the kids.